howdy. Welcome to It's Just a Countdown, part game show, part public service, where we rank anything and everything to tell you what is number one and what is number ten. The topics range from esoteric to mundane, from fictional to non-fictional, and from the worst to the best. I am your host, Zane. And I'm JJ. And today we are talking about the top ten Pokemon! Woo 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 woo! The format works like this. Each person will give their entry starting from 10 and give a small defense of their awful choice, and then everyone else will do the same, moving up from 9 all the way down to their supremely bad take at number 1. Once all lists... Once... What am I doing? Can... All right. I don't know, man. Pick up? (laughs) Sorry. No. No pickups. We're going. (laughs) This is the intro. This is it, bud. Once all lists are complete... We'll decide a unanimous best thing for the topic, and it will be honored in the Hall of Best Things Ever. If you want to submit an idea for us to rank, please do so at itsjustacountdown at gmail.com, and we just might rank some items in your topic. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Sorry, I just... Oh, a little distracted, I guess. Looking for my pen. We are firing on all cylinders, every single one of them. Uh, hey, you know, it seems like you've got some stuff going on. I can go with number 10. I can do my number 10 Pokemon. That might be a good idea. All right. Well, then, I will just go ahead and come right out with my number 10. Uh, my number 10 is an old classic, an old favorite. Their name is Kabutops. Oh, I feel like a new fear that I had not anticipated that you're going to say a bunch of Pokemon that I wish I had thought of. But go on. Tell me about him. Kabutops is a fossil Pokemon who is rock type and water type. Um, and he is cool as hell. A lot of people refer to him as like a like a dinosaur scyther, which, yeah, I guess. Um, I like that he is basically a very scary horseshoe crab given a dinosaur body and that is just so very special um kabutops uh has not always been a prominent feature of my team uh even in the games where he was there um but i sort of rekindled my love for kabutops in pokemon let's go when i played it um and it just made me realize like i love the kabutops from like a from like a gameplay standpoint also has the ability to learn mega drain which gives him this versatility on like casual playthroughs of like being something that has really only one weakness and then also being able to use that kind of move um i also like that kabutops is part of that choice where you end up with kabutops or you end up with omastar and you have to like you have to like commit to having that thing around the whole game to then go get the fossil developed on Cinnabar Island. And I just really appreciate that he's something you have to work for. You know, yeah, I totally get that. That's a great first pick. Like that that's a great way to get the ball rolling. I I really am a creature of nostalgia. So a lot of Pokemon for me does come from the original 150 and i tried my best to go outside of it but 
those classic memories of like playing red or blue as I first played blue was like getting that I would change my team to fit Kabutops into it at near not sure. at the end but near the end of the game I would always like rearrange everything because I was like this is the coolest looking thing I love that design and I love that you can see his like skeleton in the museum oh, uh, yeah. when you go back to Pewter City so neat I love the the Aerodactyl one too um, and uh, I, I just love that it's like got this like in world mythos behind it Right, right. Uh, it's just so fun. I love, I love Kabutops. Plain I th- and simple. I think both of our top or number ten picks for Pokemon kind of resonate a little bit of that kind of immersive spirit that I think drew so many kids in. Is that it wasn't just like some Pokemon. Is that it was like a fully fledged out world with lore and all this ancient stuff. And okay, so. You know, we kind of grew up in the in the the golden age, the golden age, the origin of Pokemon. My grandma lived in Japan, and I remember being like ten years old, nine years old, and uh, my grandma would bring me like Japanese packs, and they were like always ultra rare cards and all this stuff, and it was always really cool. But it was just so immersive, and the whole world of it, and playing the video games was really, really fleshed out. And the mm-hmm. first video game I've I had ever played like that up to that point. And anyways, before I get fully into my list, the reason I'm still going on is because I want to say I was one of those people that fell completely away from Pokemon. I don't even think I finished Sapphire, but I know that I had it. Like, as a child, I didn't beat it anyways. Like, I had it, and I was like, oh, this is awesome, and I kind of fell out. So I had, like, Yellow, all these games, but fell out pretty quick, and it was years and years and years, and it wasn't until Zane one day was talking about how cool the new Pokemon game was, and I I remember saying, you still play Pokemon? And you were like, you don't? play Pokemon so you let me borrow a game Mm -hmm. and I can't even remember which one it was right now because I ended up borrowing like four right in a row and just like rapid fired right through them but I like found this whole new love in like my late 20s for Pokemon and so now going back as I said I will do my best to deviate from the original 150 slash 151 and uh, see what goes on but to go back to that lore and that mythos of the Pokemon world, I couldn't not have Mew on the list. Because not only is Mew like super strong and the psychic type, which I do always enjoy, it, having at least one really cool psychic type while I play the game. But um, it's like in the games, you would always like talk about like, no, you can't actually catch Mew. And people would be like, no, I swear. My brother caught Mew. I've seen it, you know? People would always have these stories about it and go on and on, but also... He's under the truck. You gotta, you gotta use cut on the tires and then strength on the truck. And then you can catch Mew by the SSN. See, there you go. You, you knew the whole kit and caboodle right there. But there's something about that, about knowing those little things and about the lore of Mew. And I remember, uh, again, nostalgia, huge, huge uh, nostalgia creature when it comes to Pokemon. I loved going, I remember going to see the movie with my mom, 
when it first came out and getting that ancient Mew card, and Mm -hmm. I was going ballistic. And that movie dropped so much seriousness and lore in the world of Pokemon, and it got me so excited, and I was just thrilled. Uh, And I think about Pokemon Snap, even floating in that little bubble like through mm-hmm. the serene landscape i love the idea of mew and you still float around in that ball in the new pokemon snap oh god um it's yeah awesome. mew is a mew's a great pokemon and was like one of the for like a first mythical pokemon mm-hmm. uh it does such a great job of being like this thing can learn any move because it is the originator of like Pokemon species. Like all Pokemon that exist today were su- supposedly originate from Mew's DNA. That's the DNA of all Pokemon. Right. Um, and like it's, and it gets to be cute, you know? Like they didn't make it cool and edgy like Mewtwo. Right. Mew's just this cute little cat thing. That's, I think that's what I love about it is that it's just like so simple. And Mm. it looks, to me, like it embodies the essence of Pokemon. And, you know, as a kid, before you had literal hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Pokemon Mm. to, like, go through to say, like, this one's my favorite, I don't like that one, Mew was, yeah, the start, like, this is where it all kind of comes from, and this is where it all began, is just this cute powerful intelligent curious uh little creature and i love it and yeah the ability in the games to like learn every tm or tr or hm or whatever from whoever i think Mm -hmm. like that's just super duper rad but like to be honest in any of the video games including like pokemon stadium it was never my focus to catch mew and i think it's because the way that I see him in my head or it I should say like Mew is like this perfect little being and I just picture it like beyond needing to be caught even though you gotta catch them all and you want to be the very best the best there ever was you still I feel like some some birds are meant to fly free yeah uh Mew's very special in that regard like there is there is only one game really where you can capture a Mew. Uh, it has always been an elusive thing that in the games, they just don't want you to ever be able to catch. And that's so special for it. Cause no other Pokemon gets to do that. Yeah. I completely agree, but that is enough about our number tens. Let's scoot this show along. And why don't you hit me with your number nine? My number nine is uh, something to prove that I like later games as well. Uh, but actually, in all actuality, my number nine is Aegislash. Oh, I'm going to have to look some of these up. But go ahead. Don't worry. He's the sword one. All right. Go ahead. Tell me about. Oh, yeah. I know this one now. Go ahead. <laughs> so Aegislash is really cool. Um, Aegislash uh, is popular with the or was popular with the competitive crowd uh, because of its high stats. It has a lot of versatility. Um, It has the ability to be purely defensive and purely offensive all in the same Pokemon. 
Um, and I just love that it's an animated sword. And like, and its evolutionary chain is also great, right? Yeah. Because it spends a bunch of time as a little sword. Mm-hmm. And then it evolves into two swords. And then it evolves into a sword with a shield on it. Naturally. You know. Obviously. But a natural progression of things. <laughs> um, and I always loved the like the visual motif of if you had an Aegislash and it could follow you, I would love for it to be like one that would just hang out on your back. And you could like pretend to draw it out oh, as yeah. your means of as your means of like calling it out to battle. You would just be like, aha! And then it would float out of your hand, and that'd be really fun. Oh yeah. I think you totally, you know, hit something I never really would have thought of. And I do love the design of that Pokemon. It's not one that I ever really try to catch in the video games, but is like I mean, I try to catch anything I come across, you know, but it's like it's not at the top of my list, but honestly, any ghost type really has, like, the upper hand on a design. I love the ghost type designs, and, like, having the sword mm. and the shield combo, like you said, imagining how you would, like, interact with Pokemon in a real-life setting is kind of the coolest part about it. Even more, show, more so than the shows and the games is kind of like I remember daydreaming as a child about what Pokemon I would ride to school about what Pokemon yeah. I would aspire to grow up to catch, you know? Mm-hmm. And how you interact with them. Man, that's the coolest stuff. I think that's a perfect number nine pick. But That reminds me very quickly. Go, go. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, I heard one of those schoolyard stories um, that there was a family who was making real Pokemon uh out in the deserts of california (laughs) and they were doing it out of a washing machine (laughs) and they were like yo dog they got like a real pikachu and as a little kid i was like that's fucking crazy can they do these other pokemon and he was like no just pikachu right now (laughs) and uh you know i'm just wondering what that family's up to now you know i i can't imagine it went well for him because i i've been waiting my whole life to see a pikachu oh i would die if i could see like a real charmander you know oh yeah i think that's part of the charm and joy of the new movies is that it looks so like realistic sure yeah like detective pikachu pretty uh, oh detective pikachu is so good so great i love like some of them do look a little upsetting but i gotta say overall they designed that one really beautifully all right well which is what's your number nine i'm very curious to see where these go all right this is a little bit of like perhaps a foreshadower of more of my list to come just because i love the design and the backstory of the darker pokemon uh and what's funny is this one just comes off as so cute until you learn a little bit more and that's why my number nine is Cubone. Cubone! Number 104 of the Pokemon list. Cubone wearing the skull of its mother. Like, it's so cute, and it's so badass and angry, and it wants to be alone. Like, it's a lonely type kind of Pokemon. Like, it's, of course, it's not lonely type, you know, but it's this cool idea of a loner Pokemon that really only ever had its 
itself and it's i don't know i fucking love cubone i think they're super cool uh yeah you're talking about cub one uh cub one is a great uh is a great pokemon um it does introduce this very funny chicken egg scenario right which is that the pokedex says it's wearing the skull of its mother but like what then what did the first cubone look like well so i always imagined that the cubone is like born and then there's like a period of nurturing where the mother like has to die and then as the cubone like matures past that point of infancy it dons the skull of its mother and then like ventures forth from the cave that it was born in that's always kind of like how i pictured it okay so then does that mean every cubone that like before a cubone existed all of them were marowaks and then one day a marowak gave birth to a little runt and it's like oh this is different than they normally are and then that marowak died and the and the cubone was very upset and then it evolved into a marowak later I don't know, man. I I mean, I'm reading right here. It is said, a Cubone will evolve into a Marowak once it comes to terms with its mother's death. Making my idea a little bit like it would put on the skull of its mother and instantly transform into a Marowak. <laughs> I regret to inform you, Cubone does not evolve when it comes to terms with the loss of family. It evolves at level 38. Oh, I see. Well, what I'm reading is I need to... Where's my goddamn Pokedex? The internet is not doing it today. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I got to pull up Cerebi. Got to pull up fucking Bulbapedia. <laughs> there we go. I think I still got the app on my phone. All right. Well, why don't we move along? Why don't we get into number eight territory? What's your great number eight? My number eight is something that you might not expect out of me, but it is a very cool poke. His name is Toxicroak. Oh, good old Toxicroak. I don't know why I say it like that, but it feels good. Why don't you tell me about it? If Toxicroak had a human voice, that's probably what it would be. <laughs> um, Toxicroak just looks like a shit rag. He just looks like an absolute nightmare to hang out with. Yeah, like, uh, and that's sort of what be what's beautiful about him. I would hate to encounter this. Like, I've also always thought about when I was a kid, we'd go camping, and I think about like, what if we saw bears? But then Pokemon came out, and I was like, what if we saw like the ghoulish Pokemon that exist? And it like walked. What if Toxicroak came up on your campsite in the middle of the night? Horrifying. It he would stab you with his horrible little frog hand <laughs> and then you'd be poisoned. Oh, it's just And you then time. you'd have to go to the hospital. I love Toxicroak. He is not an especially powerful Pokémon, albeit. Uh but he does look very cool. I love his color scheme. Um his little his little sibling Krogunk mm -hmm. um is very funny in the anime that he is featured in. Oh yeah. Um and I love Toxicroak uh, because he's just like the cooler older brother of Krogunk. Um, and that's really it. Uh, it's just one of those things that just kind of lives in my heart. Uh, Toxicroak sits there. Um, this almost, I will tell you right now, almost shared a space with uh, 
a Pokemon that will not be featured on this list, unfortunately, which is Cyndaquil. Oh, um, yeah. Cyndaquil is personally my favorite starter. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, that that is almost who took this number seven spot. Interesting. Cyndaquil almost, little bit of a spoiler, almost made my list, but did not. Well, Toxicroak. Well, it's hardly a spoiler if it's not on any of us. Well, I just mean, like, don't hold your breath if you're waiting for me to have it. It ain't happening. Um, Cyndaquil fan 493 is out here like, son of a bitch. I'm only listening to this. Shuts their to laptop. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> um, Toxicroak is a great pick. Totally unexpected. Uh and it leads me to my number eight, which was a little unexpected for me. This was like a really tight slot for me to pick from. And it really came down between this one and another one. And I had to go with my gut, with my childhood memories. So again, going back to like the application of Pokemon, maybe this one isn't like my necessarily my favorite Pokemon ever. But as a child, I was like, I would be the coolest kid alive if I could ride a Rapidash to school. Hell yeah. Rapidash is a dope, dope poke, dude. I love the design and everything to it. And then, like, the Galarian version from uh, Sword and Shield is, like, mm. basically a unicorn, which, I mean, I've got a three-year-old daughter, so, like, half my house is unicorns all the time. So, I mean, I'm, I'm with it. I think... I think Rapidash is super badass. I really don't have much else to say about it besides I love the idea of living with it. Yeah, uh, Rapidash as the fire unicorn was always had like a majesty to it. Oh, yeah. Um, And like in Red and Blue, Ponyta was a fairly rare Pokemon. So getting and using a Rapidash took effort. It was not something that just came to you the same way a Rattata would. I, I think we actually recently discussed that when I was younger, well, still to this day, I, I have a problem with like not catching certain Pokemon when I play a game that I'm like, I often end the game with like half of the exact same party because I'm like, oh no, I got to go find that. I got to do whatever it takes to catch that Pokemon. Uh, and in the beginning, in like the early era of the games, Rapidash and Ponyta were like my, that was my quest. That was my mission. You needed your flame horse. It must be done. I needed it. Flame horse, I must fly. Ride with me to school. <laughs> <laughs> May all the other seventh graders look at me in squalor in their pity, in their self-pity. With their normal horses. <laughs> yeah, with their normal fucking ponies. I have a <laughs> Rapidash. Which, and, like, of course, the idea of owning a Rapidash is, like, raising a Ponyta, too. Like, that's just so yeah. cool. And Ponyta was super cute. So that's really all I have to say about that. But that's mine. So, uh... Unless you have anything else to say about Rapidash, I'm ready to hear your number seven. Oh, I am so ready to talk about number seven. It is a Pokemon that is similarly, uh, you have to work for it. You have to go and try and find it and make sure you want to see it, at least in the game it's introduced in. Mm -hmm. um, and that is Skarmory. Oh, yeah. That is a... Skarmory 
is a is a cool motherfucker. <laughs> it looks so sick. I've actually only just recently remember catching it in a game because I'm playing through Sword right now and was finishing up like the armor pass stuff and I caught a Skarmory and was like, dude, you know, that's a sick design. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that it is this like, it looks like it just came off like a metalworking bench somewhere and accidentally came to life. Um it's just so neat. It has a really iconic cry for me, like when you find out in the wild. Um, yeah. And then... Oh, yeah, that's always one of my... I often... Sorry to take this away from you, but I often play video games with, like, the sound down because I have a child, I have a, sure. a pregnant wife, but Pokemon is always one that if I can put an earbud in, I'll at least have, like, one earbud so I can hear the... Again, the immersiveness of the game. Yeah, um, and then, like, in Gold and Silver, I remember, uh, which is the game where it was introduced, along with the steel typing. Um, oh, that's right. I remember being, I saw one on a friend's Game Boy, and was like, yo, what is that? And then they told me where it was, and I spent, like, an hour trying to run up and down Blackthorn City, the route right below it, to catch skarmory and i finally did it and uh i think since then i have used a skarmory in most playthroughs of those games Ah. um you do have to work for it a little bit gold and silver has a we don't have to get into it here but has a little bit of a level thing you've probably heard about it (laughs) uh people don't like the way levels are spread in gold and silver um but skarmory is fairly low level when you get it so you do have to spend quite a bit of time with it if you want to get it to the right level to like bring it to the elite four um so uh, it's a it's a pokemon i've spent a lot of time with it's a pokemon that i love having on my party it's such a cool addition um and if you gotta have something to fly you might as well fly on a set of blades you know Hell yeah, man. I totally agree with that. This was never one that I really, like I said, caught a lot, but I wish I did more for a couple reasons. And one is A, like, I mean, I guess maybe not everybody, but in my experience, I always have a flying type. And that probably just stems from in the early generations of the games, you needed one. If you wanted to fly, you needed to have one. And so a lot of people you know like Pidgeotto and everything is like I love that stuff that's how it got me through so many hard times in the video games but Skarmory is like the slickest coolest most fly as fuck way to get around probably I love that choice absolutely oh man Skarmory has my whole heart it's design I'm gonna take a quick second here to step into conspiracy corner dun dun blum and because I'm just gonna say really quick there's these conspiracy theorists, theorists, there's these people who believe that there are in the sky living sky creatures uh, made of like organic metal and they remind me of, or Skarmory reminds me of those and vice versa. Like it's the, the this idea of this giant, you know, metallic organic bird that would be able to survive at like great heights making it very rare to ever see and of course uh i don't believe in 
uh, living sky creatures, but it's fun to think about. And it this definitely makes me think about one of the craziest conspiracy theories I can think of for sure. That's a crazy conspiracy theory I've never heard of. Oh. And I'm very excited that I got to learn about it here. Honestly, you should look it up. It, people go off on it. It's pretty interesting to hear some of the uh, accounts. But let's jump back into this countdown and get back okay. on track with some Pokemon. And uh, let's see. It's a me. I'll jump in at number seven here. Let's hope I can pronounce it correctly because I think the first time I played the game, I never once said it right. Decidueye. You've done it. I've done it. I've finally cracked it. Thank you. This cool ass looking Pokemon. Um, in part, I was making the list and there actually, like when I made this list, first time I've ever really had to do this, I basically have a whole page in my notebook that I just wrote every Pokemon that came to my mind that I was like, ooh, I love that one. I wrote it down. And this one just survived. Every time I like thinned these numbers down to make my top 10, I always had Decidueye. And like, I really, is it Rowlet? Is that what it comes from? Owlet. Yes, Rowlet. Rowlet. I love that starter. And um, ah, I really feel like a fool. But are these from... Are these from Sun and Moon? Sun and Moon. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoy Sun and Moon a lot. I thought they were Me too. super cool. I really enjoyed the crap out of it. And I think most people probably play Pokemon like this, but I will always beat the game with my starter. So Decidueye is, I mean, I love Litten too. I have a real mm -hmm. weakness for fire pokemon and fire starting pokemon but the grass type po pokemon starters are always uh a real treat and again grass ghost the ghost design always comes out on top i love the ghost designs so i just pretty much any chance i get i will have decidueye in my party and uh very happily and gleefully show them off. Yeah, and there's not very many chances for you to have that because right. it's very new. Very new. And I don't believe you can catch a Rowlet in Sword and Shield, right? No, I don't actually. Are, I don't know if a lot of the Alolan Pokemon I f I feel are like, in it. I feel like on purpose they really... And especially because, you know, having um, Alol the Alolan Pokemon be so based in, like, a tropical zone, and now we're in, like, basically the UK, you know? Yeah. So I would not be surprised if you could not find this one. I know I, I'm playing Sword again, like, right now, and I haven't seen a Rowlet, so. Hot damn. That's a good poke, though. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Me too. Decidueye was my preferred starter as well. Oh, yeah. Um, in uh, Sun and Moon. It's definitely uh the best evolution of the three starters in sun and moon anyway that's yes. my take that's my hot hot take baby <laughs> anyways uh we're almost done with this first half why don't you scoot us along at a number six my number six is the crown jewel of uh a certain or at least i consider to be one of the crown jewels of a certain type of pokemon and uh, my number six is the ground dragon type Pokemon, Flygon. Oh, 
Flygon is... Oh, boy. I can't think of a good joke. Talk about it. Flygon is a ground dragon Pokemon with, on his body, as part of his design, goggles. Because he flies through the desert. Is that not the cutest thing in the world? That is pretty great. I do like that. What what I love most about Flygon is he comes from such humble beginnings because Trap Inch is this horrible little desert bug thing that looks like a little turtle uh, that has a dumb face. And then it evolves into like a mosquito, basically, in Vibrava. Yeah. And then Vibrava happens to evolve into one of the coolest fucking dragon Pokemon ever. And obviously Garchomp is better. But Flygon will always have my heart as uh, a ruby and sapphire uh, where, it, where it all started. Uh, Flygon is so cool. It was, at the time, Ground Dragon was hard to argue with. And he's fast. That dude is a fast guy. Uh, so being able to have things like Dragon Claw uh, with other uh, speedy moves. Um, also being able to withstand Sandstorm. Uh, so neat. Uh, Flygon is just, I always try to roll with Flygon when I can. Um, he's one of those that comes up. I actually did a Flygon for, um, I was playing Black 2 a couple years ago mm -hmm. and used a Flygon in that. And that was really, really fun. Um, and uh, I just love him. He just looks, he's got a great color palette. Uh, he looks like this great mixture between like a desert bug and a dragon. Um, and he's just so funny. I love Flygon with all of my heart. I respect that pick fully. You know, I, I didn't play a whole ton of Pokemon Go. Is that what it's called? Where do where you walk around? It's on your phone. Pokemon Go, yeah. Dude, I think I just had a stroke or something. That was a really weird moment for me. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay, things seem to be all Welches, right. Welches, Welches, Welches. <laughs> um, but in Pokemon Go, I remember I caught a trap inch and was like, this thing looks so dumb. But my friend was like, no, dude, that's going to evolve into one of the best Pokemon you can have in Pokemon Go. And it, Little did you know. Yeah, and it's true. I like it leveled it up and just anything I came across, Flygon was like, yo, what up? Squash. Stomp, stomp. Uh, you dead. Dragon now. tail, bitch. <laughs> Welcome to the club of uh, dead people. Mm hmm. Yup. <laughs> oh, dear. But Flygon's dope and very, in my opinion, very underutilized like uh flies way under my radar overall it's definitely uh had to compete with the image for garchomp which is also ground dragon yeah that's true uh everyone just jumps to the sand shark whenever they can and garchomp's great don't get me wrong but just nothing is as fun and quirky as a flygon yeah, I would say, so I, I for, couldn't remember what Garchomp looked like, so I looked him up, and as badass of a design as Garchomp has, it's, like, a little much. And I, like, I love sharks. Sharks are my favorite animal, so I'm, like, always partial to the shark-designed Pokemon, but it's, like, this is, like, this is intense. 
this is a a bit over the top. Flygon is reserved and cute while looking capable of like mad destruction. Yeah, Flygon also was not the dragon of Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah. Um that belonged to Salamence. Um Oh, here it is. Who is yeah. very special in his own right. I got to tell you, I don't remember Salamence in the least. <laughs> The I let you borrow Omega Ruby yeah. for a while, and you got three gems in. So you did not, oh. you didn't finish that game or Sapphire. So I can't imagine you would even know what Salamence is. Yeah, I remember loving all the other games, and I remember that one just made me want to play like I think X again. <laughs> yes, yeah, because you really liked X. I did. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, all right. Well. Shall we scoot along to my number six? Absolutely. All right. So um, this one was kind of hard for me to put below number five. Um, or, well, you know, above number five if we're going numerically speaking. Because it's one of my favorite designs of any Pokemon. It is my favorite design for any starter Pokemon. Ooh. And it was always a really hard struggle because... Later on, I'll talk about another Pokemon that was always a tough pick in between. And I rem- I would have, like, my first experiences of, like, major anxiety as a child are probably sitting there debating, should I choose Bulbasaur? Bulbasaur looks so cool. I just love the idea of Bulbasaur. And again, Bulbasaur is like, if I Pokemon were real, I would love me a Bulbasaur. I would have to have a Bulbasaur. But I would also be tempted to not evolve it i love the look of a bulbasaur and as you go along the more like kind of super ancient dinosaur kind of vibes you get which are cool but less would i want to live with it yeah a venusaur doesn't make a very good house pet no not at all like if you lived in the jungle you could just let it live in the jungle by your house but if you live in like a residential neighborhood Good luck. The HOA is going to hate that thing. It's true. It's going to it's going to scare all the dogs. Oh yeah. It's going to plummet housing values. <laughs> but it's also a super dope Pokémon at the same time. So, who knows? It's it's strange debate, but I really really could not leave Bulbasaur off the list. It actually this is another one that knocked off probably one of like one of the strongest Pokemon that I had on my, like, second or third draft list got knocked off by Bulbasaur. Ooh. Number one, by the way. I always forget that Bulbasaur's number one. That very first Poke. Mm Mm-hmm. He gets that honored spot. Pokedex entry 001. You know, Bulbasaur is actually the optimal uh, type-based starter in Red and Blue. Oh, yeah, because of the way the gyms lay out, it's, like, a uh-huh. perfect choice. Because and... it's super effective against Brock and Misty. Yeah. Lieutenant Surge isn't very effective against it. Not at all, yeah. Um, and then you're... It's a stab battle uh, with... Do you know what stab is? No. Uh, same type attack bonus. Oh, um, that makes so more sense. So it's a sense. stab. It's stab fight with Erica. Honestly, um, I just pictured Bulbasaur with two shivs in its leaves, like in its vines, just stabbing. And then, because it's grass poison, it can't be poisoned by Koga. Oh, yeah, you're right. 
Man, Bulbasaur's lit. I love Bulbasaur. It's a good one. Bulbasaur! <laughs> there you go. That little... I'll never... Fr- like, that's just how we would make Pokemon voices on the playground, too, you know? You'd be like, well, Bulbasaur sounds, like, insane. So you're just like... Yes! Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, hey, and you know, Ash never evolved his Bulbasaur either. You don't... So. Yeah, you don't mess... Don't fix it if it ain't broke. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Yeah, boy. All right, well, I'm thrilled with Bulbasaur being on my list, but now I'm even more thrilled to find out what your number five is. Bringing us into the top five, I think we're going to have a little bit of a black sheep here. Um, although he's not black nor a sheep, he is, in fact, Electros. What? You don't know what Electros is? Um, hold on, I'm trying to... F- go look at him. Yep, here we go. Electros is grotesque. Oh, what the... F- and a nightmare. What generation is this from? It's from Generation 5. It's from Black and White. Um, oh. Electros looks like a nightmare and is cool as hell. Um, I love this thing because it's one of... It has a very Mew-like quality to it where it can learn, like, a ton of moves it really doesn't need to. Hmm. Um... It also has a late game evolution, um, so I like being able to raise. You should look up Tynamo, which is the first thing it is. All right, here we go. I'm just gonna wait for you to see what Tynamo is. All right, because uh, it's a real journey. Thankfully, uh, Bulbapedia makes this a pretty quick venture. Oh, what? It's like a little. Sp- <laughs> it's like a little deep sea sperm. I love it. I love that Tynamo turns into like this horrible cryptid eel. So let's walk down this little, although honestly, much cuter than a sperm ever could be. Look at this little guy. He's like a little isopod kind of. No, isopod's not the right word, but it's close. And then it goes to elect. What the fuck? Okay, I know. Electric. I know that like the second Pokemon, the the middle child is always the ugly, awkward one, but that is like such a jump to get is. us to Electros, which is honestly pretty cool looking. Like it's it's sharp and it's strong, but it's fluid and it's like a uh, agile looking at the same time. It has arms. It has eel arms eel arms with oh man and its teeth are also like its fangs are also on its arms yeah like i love the audacity of electros it's just so cool looking um i use it a lot in games when i can um also because i love the journey of having to deal with a Tynamo and an Electric, the, which are both terrible, uh, <laughs> to be able to go into Electros, who's a little stronger and has a more versatile move pool. Yeah. Um, it's just very fun. It Honestly, when I was a kid, I was the exact opposite, but now as an adult playing Pokemon games, you got to put in the work to have like that party at the end of the game that you're damn proud of, that when you see yeah. a cool Pokemon, you're like, I can't change any of these things out. I love these. This group is perfect. You know, and that's you know that's really all I have to say about my good good buddy Electros, um, oh. and I'm glad you got to see Electros for the first time here. I uh, made too. it all worth it. <laughs> I'm really glad. I mean, like it's possible that I've come across something like it before, but I can't recall it. 
And honestly, I'm glad I could learn about it. It's a pretty cool Pokemon, and it's got all my respect. All right. Why don't you bring us to your number four, your number five? All right. Now we're, we're moving on into the back half, and I'm going with probably, like, the most classic. Again, this is something that I just, like, could not leave off of the list. Uh, number five, the single most classic Pokemon, in my opinion, Pikachu. Pikachu. Good old Pikachu. <laughs> Good old Pikachu. He, like, even my parents, who forgot as much information as they possibly could that I ever forced upon them about Pokemon, but I'd be like, sure. well, you know, this Pikachu, he's pretty cool, but he evolves into a Raichu, but uh, no one likes Raichu as much as they like Pikachu. They could probably, I'm like, Mom, name a Pokemon. She'd be like, uh, Pikachu? I'm, I guarantee she could name it. And um, there's just something about Pikachu that's not only just so classic and cute, and like Ash's Pikachu was so iconic mm -hmm. and strong and funny and had such a big personality, but then even the games have kind of acknowledged that people love playing a Pikachu and never exposing it to a Thunderstone. And so Pikachu just... Let, let's put Pikachu in a little cute cap and you can catch that sure. in the game. Or, you know, like the all the different things. Pe they acknowledge that the world loves Pikachu and will continue to use Pikachu and Raichu is more badass looking and a crazy design, but Pikachu, mm -hmm. kind of like we keep coming back to these designs that are like simple but highly effective. Did you ever hear about Gorichu? Uh, no. Gorichu was this planned third evolution for Pikachu. Are you? Raichu Whoa. would be able to evolve into something. It yeah, looks it's like... it's cool. It looks like if Raichu became a Hell's Angel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. This thing's crazy. Oh, because there's Pichu, too. Like, and I always forget about Pichu. Yeah, so Pichu was part of Gen 2 when they made the babies. Mm -hmm. Gorichu was originally going to be in the first games. Wow. Um, and then they decided Raichu was enough. They Honestly, were like, let's not make let's not make this cute little guy a nightmare. Dude, I get it, and I kind of am glad that they didn't do it, but looking at it, I would love Go is it Gorochu? Gorochu. Gorochu. I would love that thing. I would I never evolve Pikachu in video games. I would evolve Pikachu in video games if I could get to that. <laughs> It's, it's just so crazy looking. It is. And it's Sprite. I can even see it's red and blue Sprite. And mm. it's horrific. Like, it would make... It's got those fucking fangs. Yeah. It would make Bowser run for the hills, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's super sick. I'm glad you talked to me about that, too. I'm learning so much today. This is what you get for leaving Pokemon. You get to learn all this fun new I information. I love it. I'm thrilled. Honestly, I think P I think Pikachu. I think Pokemon's just the tops. You know what I mean? Just the, mm -hmm. the bottom dollar. Uh, and speaking of the bottom dollar, let's move along to ours. So why don't you take me into your number four? All right. This is the part of the list that is all killer, no filler, baby. These are like my favorite. These were the ones I had no issues trying to think of. Oh boy. Um, 
So starting with number four is Metagross. Oh, I think I'm thinking of the right guy here. I'm really, boy, I got to look a lot of these guys up. I was thinking of the wrong guy. Look, oh boy, oh boy, here we go. Oh. Metagross is a Steel Psychic champion. He is the ace Pokemon of the original Ruby Sapphire uh, Elite Four champion. Um, You get access to the first evolution of it uh, fairly late in the game. You can go pick one up at his house, um, Beldum. And Metagross, uh, for a long time, was the premier user of the move Meteor Mash, uh, which was like where you... It was always stylized as like hitting a rock out of space. Ooh, that's um, cool. Metagross, I mean, it it just makes such a statement. It has that big X on its face. It's got the two eyes and like the awesome steel bug legs. It looks like a future tank. It kind of reminds me, honestly, of like um oh god starship troopers like if there was a tank oh sure creature that came out that was like extremely hard to hurt that thing Uh, is badass looking metagross i love metagross whenever i have the opportunity metagross makes its way in um i love imagining watching that thing like a walk um and it's been like stylized now that it can fly uh, so that's even scarier. <laughs> um, but uh, it like levitates. Um, Metagross is so goddamn cool. Um, I love its color scheme. It's got that like cobalt azure kind of color scheme to it with the red eyes and the the steel X. Um, and uh, I have a fondness. Maybe you can tell uh, for steel type Pokemon. You know, um, that is coming across. <laughs> that is starting to come across. <laughs> um, so I'm excited uh, that I just get to let Metagross live on this list. Um, but there are three ahead of it. Uh, so why don't you show us your number four? All right. My number four was a big to thine own self be true because it's a total cop out. But it was really difficult for me not to put multiple evolutions of EV on the list and so Mm. Eevee is my number four and it hurts me that Eevee is not higher because I love Eevee and I love multiple of the the evolutions as we like to say I think it's one of the coolest most versatile Pokemon and I love the idea of this very simple cute adorable design being capable and having the potential of so much to be able to have something in every single type from fairy to dark to of course like the original you know water fire electric and all this stuff it's just the coolest shit and i love every single evolution for its own unique different ways um if I had to pick one, I would say design-wise is Umbreon for me. But then also, in the game, I kind of have a hard time not catching Eevee and making it into a Sylveon. I I love those Pokemon. They like all have my heart for very different reasons. But then also, sure. Eevee in and of itself is like sort of just this perfect little Pokemon. 
I adore it. Eevee, Eevee is very much the Pokemon that I would want to own in real life. Absolutely. And like have as a house pet. 100%. And only ever would I evolve Eevee. Well, and this, I'm just going to assume that Pokemon live a really long time because I can't handle the idea of them not living a long time. But like, you know, you have a family and you have an Eevee and it's not mm-hmm. until like the kids are all grown up and out of the house or like coming back with grandkids that you like let it pick its own stone to evolve into oh, or okay. something. Like I, I love the idea of it just uh, that's a lifer right there. Yeah. Eevee is a, a very excellent choice. Thank you. Thank you. I don't have a whole lot more to say about it. And I think that that's, it speaks to the power of Eevee. So Eevee gets to be the mascot of his own game. You know, not everyone gets that. Very true. And that, uh, let's go Pikachu or let's go Eevee. Those are games that I don't own and have been wanting to own. And I do tell you when the day comes that I finally go out and purchase it, I think I'm going to have to get Eevee. I did the same. I also was a let's go Eevee person. Yep. As classic and perfect and wonderful as Pikachu is gotta go Eevee, but Mm -hmm. enough about that. Let's, and like you said, we're in the top four. Now we're moving to the top three. This is pure majesty. Take us to number three. Where do we go number from three, here? Number three. Uh, my number three, I think, might just stand on its own. Like, I might not have to explain it, because I think once I say it, everyone will just know why it's the number three. Uh, but my number three is Scizor. Scizor. So anyway, your number three. Scizor. What the what's Scizor? How do you, you don't s- know what Scizor is? <laughs> How do you spell it? It's S C I Z O R. The Z. It's okay. what Scyther evolves into. Oh fuck me! Of course, this one's like pretty old school too, huh? Mm-hmm. It's only number two hundred twelve. <laughs> my B, my B. <laughs> that is a bad. Uh, yeah, Scizor. Scizor is awesome. Um. Very strong, uh, very fast, or no, sorry, he decidedly is not fast anymore. <laughs> um, uh, I love the way Scizor looks. It's a very normie pick to put Scizor this high up on a list, but I just, God damn it, I love him. Like, I know that it's got, like, the same energy as, like, people, but as, like, other Pokemon people might say. Um, but I love Scizor. He looks so cool. Um, and he's got that dumb edginess to him that just makes me love steel types so much. Um, also, uh, Scizor, uh, cause gold and silver was what I kind of, I grew up on red and blue and yellow, but the first ones I was able to really like fully invest into were gold, silver, crystal. And, uh, you only really have access to one choice of a of a Steelix or a Scizor because you only get one metal coat. Um, yeah. And uh, I love Scizor just endlessly. I also love Steelix, but Scizor, what a statement. I mean, such a cool Pokemon. That is a super cool one. I, you know, a little ashamed to admit that I completely forgot about its existence. I've never, you know. I've never been the biggest bug type 
person, I guess. There's some cool oh, designs out there, but it's never been my go-to. But the steel type along with the bug is what makes this such a sleek and like like edgy design. It is very badass mm-hmm. and look it 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 looks almost like a fighting type Pokemon. Yeah, kind of. It I love that it has like a decidedly like a like a paper cutter aspect to it rather than like the the praying mantis claws now it looks like a paper cutter yeah they're definitely instead of scyther's got yeah like two grim reaper scythes on its arms ready to i mean you'd you'd want it to help you on the farm but it's capable of so much and then you got this guy with more of like crab claws like pinchers big smushy Mm -hmm. clampy yeah i wouldn't want to be got by either of them to be to be honest but this one probably can lop off something just about as easy as the cypher arms i would agree and that's why he is my number three pick an excellent choice an excellent choice however i think my number three and it probably you know people like what they like people don't like what they don't like but my number three, I had a really hard time because now we're at the point where, like, all three of my top could basically be number one for different reasons. And okay, mostly the pure design of this ghost-type Pokemon, which I truly love the ghost types, is Haunter. Haunter. Haunter is incredible, and while most times I play a game, I will figure out a way to graduate to a Gengar, Haunter is the preferred Pokemon. I'll only ever go to Gengar for, like, just, you know, the work, knowing that I did it, that I traded it and got it back with, like, an even cool trade, you know? Like, there's something powerful to that, but catching a little tiny Ghastly that's floating around in some sketchy place some this this scary establishment and then making it into a haunter and knowing that this is how it is unless you give it away is just one of the coolest ideas of any of the pokemon to me i love that conceit i love that it levitates i love that it has all this cool shit but honestly at the end of the day haunter looks so cool that if if, does. if I were to get a Pokemon tattoo, it might be Haunter. Wow. I I adore the design so much. I think it's so sinister, but fun and playful at the same time. Everything about Yeah, he's it. got those he's got those horrible hands. Mm-hmm. These disembodied hands, yeah. And there's something about it. My entire life, I've always loved the spooky, creepy, eerie stuff, but I was also a big wimp, and so I would always chicken out of stuff, and my brother and my sister are both older than me, so they'd make fun of me and call me a baby, which never helped, right? It never makes you be like, oh, well, then I'll just be brave. You're like, well, I suppose you have some, uh, you've made some good points. (laughs) I guess I am a baby. (laughs) Um, But... The Pokemon games, I think, was the first time I played a video game, and it made me, like, nervous to open a door. And now, as you know, Zane, that's like, I'm very bad at 
playing scary video games because they make me so scared that I don't continue. But that's correct. This like experience in that first Pokemon game, and maybe you can remind me of where all those ghosties are. Is it the is it the lighthouse? Lavender Town. Lavender Town. With the Pokemon Tower. It is the tower. Okay, yeah. That was like that's probably my favorite part to this day in red, blue, yellow. Uh yeah, it's the subject of much creepy pasta. It is. Um, I love it. It is also the home of the little girl who I forgot was real and I thought I dreamed up. Uh, but there's a little girl outside the Pokemon Tower who asks if you believe in ghosts. That. And if you tell her no, mm-hmm. then she says, yeah, that little hand on your shoulder is probably not real. And that traumatized me as a youngin. Oh, no. That to me was like the first time that I was like, oh, but a big smile like crept across my face. That is wonderful. A haunting memory, truly, brought to us mm-hmm. by memories of Haunter. <laughs> uh, I love it, but I think that we owe it to ourselves to move along to your number two. My number two is an evolution. Oh, boy. Um, it is what I consider to be, far and away, the best-looking evolution ever, and that is Espeon. Oh, yeah? You like Espeon more than Umbreon, huh? I do. Espeon is adorable, is majestic, is regal, um, can only be evolved during the day with an Eevee that loves you, which means that when that Eevee turns into an Espeon, it is because it loves you that much. I do appreciate that a lot. I love um, that idea. I love how cute Espeon's cry is. And on if I couldn't if I could own an Eevee, I would hope one day to take good enough care of it that it becomes an Espeon. That's so um, wonderful. That's a beautiful idea. It's just it is just so cute. I love having an Espeon, even though it is a giant hassle <laughs> to get an Espeon usually. Um and uh yeah i love the i also love psychic types as evidenced with metagross yes yeah, on my list are, earlier our top choice um but espion is just like i love the way it sits i love the way it moves i love that it has a little split tail i love the jewel in its head its eyes are great everything about espion is just 100 percent for me i love espion so so much we are you are very much the yin to my yang or vice versa whoever's the yang i don't know but um sure because umbreon has always been mine my top out of the evolutions but something i noticed while you were talking about it is out of all the evolutions espion and of course is psychic so it makes sense but it looks mm. an the design reminds me an awful lot of mew sure like it's got a, it's got a very cat like thing to it. Very cat like, very sleek. It looks like cute, and at the same time, it looks very wise, mm-hmm. and like it knows a lot more than it should. <laughs> <laughs> Espeon's seen some stuff, man. It, Don't ask him about it. No, it, it does. It doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> That's why it's psychic. You really got to get past some walls to to get in that mind palace Mm -hmm. i think that's a wonderful idea and just envisioning 
growing up, you know, with an EV and making it into an Espeon is, uh, yeah, an extra special and beautiful idea because it does need to love you and you need to put in that work. Yes. Which in the video games, I have always adored, like, past, you know, the first couple, how they make you really work to get a specific type of an evolution. And yeah. The, the certain things you need to do. And I, it's funny, though, because I have most commonly, if I ever mess up, it's because I'm trying to make a Sylveon and something isn't quite right. And I've made like m so many Espeons in my time <laughs> sure, as a result. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you're if you're messing up on a Sylveon somehow, you just end up with Espeon or Umbreon, depending on when you play Pokemon. Yep. All right. I'm going to move us to my number two. Sounds good. And as I pulled up the image on my computer, man, I'm reminded how much I really do love the design. And what I said earlier about Bulbasaur having the best design of any of the starters might be combated by number four, Charmander. Good old Charmander. Good, good, good old Charmander. Charmander's always been my favorite until recently. And it actually, like, I don't know why it makes me sad. I feel like a part of my childhood has died or something. But Charmander was always my favorite, was the coolest little dude. And again, I always, like, hated taking it to Charmeleon because it's such an awkward and less cute, cool-looking design. But the fire at the end of its tail, the lore and the idea... That if that fire ever goes out, you lose that Charmander. You know, it's gone. And that the flame is like an indicator of how the Charmander feels. Like it's it's general sure. mood and all that stuff. And I, I just absolutely love it. I'm a huge fan of fire type Pokemon, but also the fire starters. Like I said earlier, it was always hard for me because I'm like, logically speaking, I should choose Bulbasaur. But man, I love Charmander so much. And so I would often choose Charmander when playing those first games. But it's something, too. Uh, it's one of the only Pokemon... I mean, I guess in Mew I talked about the movie. But in the show, in the anime, I'll, the episode that I remember the most clearly that I could probably like walk us through bit by bit is that one of those very first episodes where Ash finds Charmander, his tail's about to go out in the rain, and he has to keep him safe. And, man, like... Iconic episode. Yeah. So iconic. And it really encapsulated what Ash was doing. And, like, what a... My brother is four years older than me, and he was too old for Pokemon. He totally just didn't get it. He's like, why are you going out and battling these things? I'm like, it's not about battling them. Like, in a way it is, but really it's about training them and bonding with them and having mm -hmm. these little creatures that are your friends that, you know, you care for. And, and it's it's such an interesting and fulfilling idea. And every time I see Charmander's big, you know, lizard eyes, I like, I smile. I smile every time I think of a world where Charmander could exist just adorable uh charmander is definitely one of those pokemon that is like everyone's best friend oh um, yeah. he's he's just ready to go always has that like natural smile to him yeah and you know like is a little bit of a shithead 
Like, yeah. I lo- it looks like a little bit of a mischief maker while still at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like, being a very caring and cool Pokemon. And it go- Especially the red and blue sprite. He's, like, literally smirking. Absolutely. It looks so cute. And, of course, Charizard is, like, I mean, Charizard should rightfully probably be on this list where Charmander is if we were talking about, like, strongest or dopest or whatever kind of Pokemon. But there's just this personality about Charmander that I just, uh, it resonates too perfectly with me. I love him. Yeah, I'm I'm totally here for you on Charmander. He's a cute little guy who deserves the world. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, okay. Oh, I can't believe it's uh, we're it's already come to this, but why don't you take us to your top choice? Well, you already probably know what my number 1 pick is. Um, but for a long time I didn't know what my favorite Pokémon was. I would just say things like I like Charizard like everybody else. Yeah. Um, but in like high school, I really came to realize that a Pokemon that I always loved and always loved seeing and was always fascinated by the design by and what it looked like was Pokemon who is ground poison, the purple Lord himself, Nido King. Thank you. You must bow before the king, Nido King. Uh, he is a poison pin Pokemon um, who looks like a dinosaur. Uh, and uh, he just looks so goddamn cool. Um, I love that he can learn a bunch of moves. I love that he has this really iconic cry to him. I love that he is the centerpiece of a lot of speed runs of Pokemon Red and Blue oh. because of ways that you can mess with that game. Really? I um, didn't know that. Yeah, there's a whole thing with it. Cool. Um, and uh, I love that among the Pokemon sprites, Nidoking is a very developed one for Red and Blue. Mm. Uh, it's one that has like a lot of shade to it. Um, and he's also a remnant of when Pokemon... You might not know this. Uh, so here's a new factoid for you. Uh, the first Pokemon designed was actually Rhydon. Really? Um, yeah. So at the time when they made Rhydon and Nidoking and like Kangaskhan, like Pokemon of that type, uh-huh. Pokemon was going to all be that kind of that kind of creature. Um, they were all going to be these like cute dinosaur type things. Hmm. Um and then they decided they should have a mix of cool and cute. So a lot of the early Pokemon that were designed were like Rhydon and Nidoking um, because they all look like dinosaurs. Um, and I think that's why I love Nidoking a lot is he does have like a very prehistoric quality to him. Um, also, he was one of the proponents of Horn Drill, which uh, one hit yeah. KO moves were very fascinating to me when I was a child. Yeah, um, so I loved that. He was one of the ones that would learn it. Also, Nidoking learns Thrash, which is just a monstrous move uh, early on in those games. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, my number one pick, man, Nidoking. It's, he's just always been there. He has always been a recurring spot for me. Um, literally, anytime I have the ability to catch a Nidoran, 
I will I will find my way to a Nido King. Absolutely, and by all by all uh, rights, should you? Because Nido King really is a dope, dope looking design, as well mm. as being like a well rounded, fun uh, Pokemon to play and have in your party. Yeah. And it's extremely useful. Nitto King, I remember years ago, we had this talk. And when I was a kid, I guess I just totally missed out on how cool the idea of both Nitto King and Nitto Queen are. Like, the idea of them both evolving and the moonstones and all these different ways that they do these things anyways. I just thought they were both really rad, but I had like missed it. I just wasn't paying attention to that when I was a kid. My inst- my interests were elsewhere. So when you let me borrow the game later as an adult, I got to say like I went back and I always have this issue aside from like the newer Pokémon games where you share experience, there's always this issue of like your starter Pokémon is so strong that when you change it out as the leader you're usually just trying to get experience to whatever pokemon that is but usually like if you walked into a gym you have a a very specific starter you're a leader of the party and nitto king absolutely always took the place of my starter and would be the leader in gyms for those games nitto king is a beast yep just uh just an absolute all-star for me totally the design is super strong and like you said yeah it's like it's got this uh dinosaur bug poison ground Mm -hmm. scary but yet like a beautiful vibe to it like just such a cool pokemon all right well why don't you go ahead and let us know who has topped charmander for you all right so yes this was extremely difficult for me again uh parts of my childhood maybe not have died but are transforming with the new uh generations that come out and all these different pokemon and one that has just totally stolen my heart and i think is personally i think that the type matchup is ideal i think that the design is both creepy and adorable I think that everything that it brings to the table is perfect. And that's why my top pick is Mimikyu. Mimikyu! Woo! I love, love, love Mimikyu. Everything about it. Ghost Fairy is just such a strong and perfect thing because I would always end the game with a ghost po- ghost type. And then with the newer games, once Fairy came out, like I feel like you owe it to yourself to have a fairy pokemon because it's a very Mm. strong thing and mimikyu is the best of both worlds for that and you can get such great use out of it and it's a great pokemon to have as your starter i'm playing sword right now and mimikyu follows me around and it's adorable but also it's just so strong and every time like we come up on like a level 70 or 80 pokemon and they're like all right here we go and they're super fast and they get the first hit mimikyu's fine and the the disguise is busted and then we move on from there and i love it i think it's adorable that it tries so hard to not be scary so that other people will like it and it thinks that it looks so scary in its natural state 
that it wears a design of the Pokemon that it thinks is the most friendly and cute, which is Pikachu, and it looks so horrific. The because de- it made it itself. It's, it's a- just trying its best. It, it's exactly it's trying its best it's a lonely pokemon which i love and it's just trying its best to hide its true appearances which is sad but it's also rumored that like the veil is for like protection from the sun or from light or something but i think it loves the costume that it made you know what i mean like uh well the lore is if you ever see mimikyu's true form you are cursed to death that's right which is just even better like i forgot about that dude it's the best i love 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 mimikyu i love everything about it from its lore to its design to conceptualizing what this little creature is thinking and how it just wants to be your friend but doesn't want to hurt you and so it doesn't want to scare you so much that it you're condemned to die so it 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 made this crafty little perfect disguise. Have you ever seen the Mimikyu song? I don't think so. I'm I'm gonna link that to you right now. It Thank is, you. That is appreciated. It was uh, when Mimikyu was um, being announced. They made a little song for it because uh, they wanted it to be a whole thing, and uh, it's very special. That sounds very special. I'm very, well, do you have, very excited to watch Do that. you have further further uh, it, things to say about your number one pick? You know, as far as Mimikyu goes, I have already rambled on and repeated myself a couple times. Mimikyu really should speak for itself. I love it. I think Agreed. it stands on its own. And I'm happy and proud to have it as my new number one pick. Well, that is so very exciting. I am glad that Mimikyu has made it to the top of your list. Um, Well, we have very varied lists here. We didn't even have any repeats. We didn't have a single overlap, which I was expecting was inevitable. But also, we both, like, I trended more in, like, well, I was kind of all over the place, I guess. But... Yeah, you really do love your steel type, so you lean into that pretty yeah. hard. But not yeah, all of them are steel. Yeah, you love fire steel. types. And your fire, yep. It's, And I, I definitely lean towards ghosts, and, well, after that, it's a free-for-all, huh? But uh, I this was a tough one for me to make. I had so many more. I went through so many variations of our lists. Yeah, um... I definitely uh, felt the same. Uh, I went through quite a bit of work to try and find out which thing I, how I wanted to order these. Cause for like a long time, I felt very strongly about a couple and yeah. then uh, needed to figure out how to order the rest. Um, but in terms of creating a Pokemon for the best, for the hall of best things ever, um, we're going to try something a little fun here. It's different. We're gonna... I have found myself a random Pokemon generator, and it is going to generate a single Pokemon for us, and we will give uh, like, like, a, like a quick overview of if we think it could be the best Pokemon ever. Um, so, ideally, 
uh, we will just come to this agreement based on first reactions and like a brief discussion maybe uh, that's how we will decide for this are you are you ready to generate a Pokemon alright let's rapid fire this thing let's figure it out Mudbray Mudbray you go off it's a donkey yours, you go off yours first so I can kind of look it up I remember it but I gotta look at it I'm gonna go ahead and say Mudbray is not the best Pokemon ever I'm gonna go ahead and say fuck Mudbray <laughs> fuck Mudbray Hatchram. Why don't I know these ones? That one's from Sword and Shield. It's the fucking hat one that's fairy. Oh, that's I think. cute. It's psychic. Uh, it can heal and stuff. I don't know. I don't care for it. Yeah, me either. Hatterene's better anyway. <laughs> Tynamo. Oh, boy. Well, you know, he they really go places. Tynamo. Tynamo, he's got a lot going on for him. He just doesn't know it yet. So he cannot be the best Pokemon, at least not yet. Not yet, no. Too much potential. Love Disc. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, come on. Love Disc, what a good guy. Not for the best. All right, what about Fletchender? Um... Uh, it's the oh, one right before right. the, it's it the Firebird. Well, I gotta say, Talonflame is, like, superior in every way. Absolutely. So I gotta say no. Venomoth. I do love Venomoth, but uh, by no way do I think it is the best. Do you know the conspiracy theory with Venomoth and Butterfree? No, but I gotta hear it. Uh, We're trying to keep this quick. I'll do yeah, it quick. Basically, if you look at Venonat and you look at Butterfree, they're, like, weirdly similar. Yeah. And then if you look at Caterpie into Kakuna, and then if it instead evolved into Venomoth, it would just make more sense. Oh my god. Isn't that fucking crazy? I don't believe that, but that's that's everyone's conspiracy theory. That's crazy, man. All right, I don't know. what about Lunala? Lunala. Lunala is the, is the cover Pokemon for Moon. Oh. Well, I mean, that is potentially so that legendary pokemon and it's always hard because we could sit here and talk about legendary pokemon being strongest or best or whatever but lunala is like the first one that we understand is from this different realm right uh part of it is yeah because there was these legendary pokemon and then cosmog, cosmog. flies into it that's right yeah so, I mean, honestly, a part of me does want to say that Lunala is very capable of taking this spot. I agree. Uh, I would I would like to push one further. Okay. What about Solgaleo instead? I got to look this one up. That's the lion. Oh. Yeah, I was a moon boy. I I didn't I I wasn't a sunman. That is a badass-looking Pokemon. I gotta say... Alright, so... If we were on Lunala, I like the aesthetic and idea of Lunala better. I li I okay. But, design-wise... What is Solgaleo? Is it... Solgaleo. Yeah. Solgaleo. Okay, I think Solgaleo has a superior design, and it evokes a greater emotional response... Okay. Well, then let's hold on to these two 
We'll go a few more in, see if something can't rub our hearts the right way. All right. Rub me. Shelmet. What the fuck is a Shelmet? Shelmet evolves into S. Cavalier, who is a great Pokemon. Very briefly considered on the list. I gotta say, I do really like the designs of those pokes, but I'm gonna say no for Shelmet. I agree. Malamar, no. No. Bastiodon, no. (sighs) Don't know that one, so I'm gonna say no with you. To Triceratops. Ooh, Drapion. Drapion, Drapion. It's a purple scorpion. Scorp? Yeah. That is a cool guy. And honestly, when I'm running around um, the Galar region, that thing scares mm. me when it pops up and starts chasing me sometimes. <laughs> uh-huh. That's a frightful looking dude. I'm going to say I love him. Lunala or Solgaleo might have more proper like claim to the throne, but Drapion right. is a cool guy. Okay. Drapion almost made it onto the list a couple times for me. Ah. Ooh, what about Cramorant? Cramorant. Cramorant's the one that eats Pikachu. Oh, that fucker. That bird. The bird. That bird is like my cat Milo if it was a bird. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Dumbest animal I've ever met in my whole life, but we love him. (laughs) All right, Cramorant is not the best Pokemon ever, but no. it, it may be the best dumb cat. Yes, I agree um, with that. Passimian is a no for you. Uh, oh, I thank you. Let's move along. <laughs> Eldegoss. Eldegoss. I figured you would know what Eldegoss is. Yeah, I'm looking up. It's a cool name for a really underwhelming Pokemon. Oh, that like dandelion head. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no. Caracosta. Caracosta almost made it onto my list. Caracosta. We're going to have to, like, you're going to have to skip through this conversation while I look up everything. No, this is the best part. How do you spell Caracosta? C-A-R-R-A-C-O-S-T-A. Oh, whoa. What gen is that from? Five. Black and white. Is it? Mm -hmm. Oh, what a weirdo. I don't remember this guy. It evolves from a Tortuga. Oh, that makes sense. It haunts me. I find it a haunting image to look at. Oh, I think he's cool. A cool, to be sure, but unsettling. What about Palosand? Palosand. It's a sand castle? Oh, that sad one? No, this is the evolved one. Oh, that's good. I don't like the sad one. I'm afraid to step on it, but I guess I'm (laughs) afraid. Ooh, Palosan's fun, and it's a ghost type, which I uh, get all giddy about. Mm-hmm. I like Palosand, um, just based off of design and principle. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do enjoy that he's a sand, that he's a living sandcastle. Yeah, yeah, me too. I I like um, to build sandcastles. I would like to be surprised by an existing sandcastle that it is living and a ghost. <laughs> That, I mean, those are strong qualities. Yeah, that's what I look for in a sandcastle. Um, do you think it rains with? Uh, do you think it rains with Lunala and Solgaleo? Oh, well, I mean, we already said this before too. With all the different types and hundreds of choices, 
we could debate about who is best, who uh, is the best of the best all day. But um, my in my little heart of hearts, I like Palisand quite a bit. I think that the legendary Pokemon are always going to be the legendary, strong, badass Pokemon. Sure. Um, and I like Palisand just because it could like give you a small fright at the beach. Then you know what? I think Palisand goes into the Hall of Best Things ever. All right, Palisand. For best Pokemon. I had to look you up to remember what you looked like, but once I saw <laughs> you, I was happy you weren't the sad Sandy Ghast. Congratulations to Palisand uh, on joining the the Hall. Um, did, you know, not many people would put him there, but we are brave, and we are for, forging new ground. You must constantly push the boundaries of society to create a better tomorrow. In a world full of content, Palisand, we've deigned, is the best Pokemon. You heard it here. Uh, well, folks, thanks so much for enjoying this edition of It's Just a Countdown. Remember, if you want to submit an idea for us to rank, be sure to send them over to it's just a countdown at gmail.com again that is it's just a countdown at gmail.com are you upset are you thrilled don't worry about it because just remember it's just a countdown <laughs>